It has taken a backseat in our coverage for a few days now, but meetings continue to happen and the ACC continues to look for a way to solidify its relevance in an ever-changing college athletics landscape. What can the conference do to stay relevant? What can it do to keep its current members? And the looks are to expand. We've discussed this. We continue to discuss it. And given recent ideas, as I look at the current situation, I find that the likelihood of Cal, Stanford, and SMU joining the ACC might, in fact, be approaching a likely situation. It's Locked on Syracuse Thursday episode. Let's get right after it. You are Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Lockdown Syracuse Thursday episode. I'm Owen Valentine saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Happy Thursday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Or maybe it's not Thursday when you get around to this video. But the conference realignment and the ACC expansion conversation is remaining ever present at this point in time. And it is going to be one of the most important, relevant, paramount conversations that we are going to continuously have for the foreseeable future until things settle down, until the dust settles, until we figure out what it is that college athletics are going to look like. If you're looking for Syracuse content, it's not necessarily directly today. Great stuff yesterday in our Wednesday episode with Emily Liker of Syracuse.com, previewing some of uh, Syracuse's football conversations for this season and sort of recapping where things left off after nine open practices or nine viewing periods for local media. If you missed that, please check it out. Great episode, great stuff uh, from our friend over at Syracuse.com. But today we go macro, right? We're looking at the whole conference. We're looking at the ACC as a whole. And we are looking at the ongoing conversations uh, that have to do with the expansion of the conference, right? That's where we fall. Cal, Stanford, SMU, the three names that are, are in this conversation with regards to the ACC at this point in time. It was, you know what, a couple of weeks ago at this point where, where we sort of saw Where's things going on? What's happening here? Well, there's some rumblings. Florida State wants out of the conference. The rest of the college athletics landscape is, is changing very, very rapidly. And things are getting weird and things are getting funky. And what is going on at this point in time? And as we continue to do that, we continue to look throughout college athletics. It was just big day in news after big day in news after big day in news as the Pac-12 was basically decimated and it leaves you with four teams in the conference, right? The the, the Pac-4 at this point in time and Cal, Stanford, the two that the ACC has sought after, 
and then the likes of Oregon and Washington State, Oregon State and Washington State, excuse me. Then you look at a team like SMU who joins this conversation from a little bit of a different spot, right? Trying to, uh, for a while now, boost their way into the Power Five and upgrade from the AAC and, and get into a conference that can provide them some more stability, some more revenue uh, in the long term. And those are the three teams that have continued in this conversation for the ACC and where the expansion would come from. Now, initially, the expansion was voted down, right? I believe you need 12 of 15 members, even though football only has 14 members. Notre Dame gets a vote. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. If you're interested in my thoughts on Notre Dame getting a vote, despite that, throw it in there. You want the conference to survive Notre Dame? Join for football. How about that? There's the answer. You want the conference to maintain relevance? You want the conference to have an additional tier of stability? How about having powerhouses? Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State right now, some others as well in the mix that can say, hey, we got three or four absolute studs at the top of our conference. And the ACC championship means a hell of a lot more once again. That's another episode. We can talk about that again. But that's not the point of today. You need 12 of 15, I believe, uh, or to pass. And right now, uh, there are four teams reportedly that have been voting against it. That's Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and NC State. Wouldn't you know it? Some of the teams that would be the most successful outside of the conference, right? Some of the teams that could find great success in the likes of the SEC or the Big Ten, uh, where the revenue is higher out of TV deals. So how can you flip a vote if you're the ACC. And I'm not saying this, that I want this to happen, right? I don't think, and I talked about this in the past, and we will continue to talk about this. This is a football-centric decision. We know that. Football is king. Cash is king. Football is where you make your revenue. It's where you make your dollars. The impacts of this on non-football sports are tremendous. But if you are the ACC, and I'll, I'll focus on the, today being the ACC and wanting this to go through, or not wanting it to go through, but that's sort of where we are. How can you flip a vote? How can you get this to work? And it is doing what you know many of the teams in this conference have been asking for and what you've been alluding to and what might have been where things were headed anywhere or anyway, but to dive into the aspect of sharing based on performance and performance-based initiatives, especially in the likes of football. There can be incentives elsewhere in other sports, right? But the incentives will be focused on football, right? That's what you can do to keep these teams. When you look at revenue, the average team in the ACC made $39 million last season or in the 2021-2022 uh, fiscal year for the football programs. 39 mil. That's $11 million less than they would make in the SEC. And it's $20 million less than they would be seeing in the Big Ten, which has the best of the TV deals at this point in time. So that's 10 to $20 million less in the ACC. And equal revenue shares, very, very difficult to offset that, right? You got 15 programs, 14 for football, we'll say. So 14 programs, you need 140 to $280 million more per year 
to get to those levels, right? At $10 million a year, uh, it's $140 million to get to what the SEC is making. It's $280 million to get to what the Big Ten is making per team. Is ESPN going to negotiate that big a difference with no change? No. Why would they? Right? I mean, they could. You can get some boost. I mean, at the, you could go to them with the threat of the conference falling apart, maybe. And ESPN can offer some more money if they're going to lose the entire contract. But it's not 300 mil. It's not 100 mil. I don't think it's some batch of a handful of dollars that can be distributed in some manner. And that is sort of, it appears, what this trio of teams, Cal, Stanford, SMU, can provide to the ACC at this point in time. Let's take a quick break and we'll continue breaking down that content and that concept uh, after a, a quick word about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for that green check to know that the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence, it's the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Owen Valentine. Here on your Locked On Syracuse Thursday episode, talking some conference realignment, talking ACC expansion. Now, before the break there, we were chatting a little bit about the impact that Cal Stanford and SMU can have uh, that would sort of be the equivalent to what I think ESPN might be able to bump a little bit. And, and this is me speaking with, I'm not negotiating this contract. I don't know if ESPN would do that or could do that. I'm just throwing ideas out there as possibilities uh, that could help certain things in this predicament in maintaining the integrity and the composure and core of the ACC at this point in time, right? Because it is, it's safe, but it's also one domino away from crumbling. If Florida State makes its way out, I think many others follow suit. The likes of Clemson, the likes of North Carolina, maybe Miami as well, right? Maybe some others, I don't know. But one domino falls and many follow suit. And so you need to do everything in your power to keep people happy, 
to keep people satisfied. And at this point in time, right, you've got some freeloaders, and I would throw Syracuse in the mix right now as a freeloader, um, riding the success of other programs and reaping the benefits of a far more, you know, equal pay structure than the upper tier and the upper echelon of the ACC would rather have or would like to have. But your upper echelon right now needs incentives to be there. And so I don't think I'm opposed by any means to some success-based initiatives. You know, making a college football playoff can trigger a bonus. Being a top 25 team at the end of the season could trigger a bonus. Um, Winning the ACC championship could trigger a bonus. Uh, Making a bowl game could trigger a bonus. Making a New Year's Six bowl game could trigger bonuses, right? I understand these, and it's success initiatives in football to say, you know what, if you want more money, go play better, go win games, make the conference look good, bring more revenue in because more eyes will come as teams look better. And that number next to your name bumps from an eight or nine, Florida State, Clemson, to a two or a three, right? That's what you need. That's how you're going to bring more money in as well. So I'm fine with that. Where's that revenue coming from? Because the rest of the conference, right, you've got a handful of teams that maybe on a very good year can contend for a national title, right? We know Clemson can do it year after year. Florida State has the capabilities to do it this year. Um, Other programs in the ACC have the capabilities, and North Carolina right now could, with a very good year, be playing in a very, very solid bowl game, things like that, right? But for everyone else who's, you know, playing for eight-win seasons, playing for a bowl game, if you're a Syracuse at this point in time. You're not going to agree to taking the hit. And so the money needs to come from elsewhere. And that is what this expansion can do. Uh, Reports say, and I'm going off of this this article on Yahoo Sports from Ross Dellinger, who uh, wrote a really, really good article. Article is called ACC Expansion Talk, Still Alive as leaders continue new financial proposals, really good info, breaks it all down. Um, But the info in here says that their reports say that the ACC would stand to earn $72 million uh, with the expansion of Cal, Stanford, and SMU. So apparently the contract with ESPN uh, has a clause that would increase the value uh, of the deal, so increase the payment out to the conference, for every tier one share. So that is any voting share, I believe, for the ACC. So Notre Dame has a tier one share. So if you add three more, then it's $24 million per team, which would equal $72 million in new money annually for this contract. Now, here's where, you know, it gets a little bit interesting. If you went into that pure revenue split, right, the ACC is making $39 million a squad, 24 mil, which would be that number, is actually going to dilute that number, right? If you're thinking 24 mil per team is going to have to pull from 39 million. That's not the case here. These teams, in trying to stay alive in their respective situations, right, in a decimated Pac-12, in a conference where you're doing okay if you're SMU, but you're looking for more. You want more. You want bigger things you're willing to make some sacrifices, right? You're willing to negotiate. And and that is where this additional revenue can come from. The reports say that Cal and Stanford are willing to start at approximately a 30% 
of, of what they would be standing to make as, as full members. And SMU, here's the big one, apparently reports say they're good to take zero TV revenue dollars for what could be up to seven years uh, to make this happen. And so for Cal and Stanford, that's about seven to $10 million per team, plus some money travel-wise, because as we've mentioned in the past, right, this is going to coincide with heightened travel budgets, right? You're going, if you are Stanford, if you are Cal, outside of one game, one or two games a season, you're going to the East Coast or and when you have to travel, right? You're, you're going on these longer extended trips, uh, longer flights, more expensive, higher budget stuff. After that, the reports from Yahoo say it should leave the conference with about $30 million extra. Now, you split that evenly, right? between the remaining 14 teams, your current 14 members for college football. It's $2.2 million a year. Still puts you $8 million behind the SEC and $18 million behind the Big Ten. That's not enough to satisfy Florida State. That's not enough to satisfy Clemson. That's not enough to satisfy North Carolina. And it's not enough to satisfy NC State. And those are the four teams that have voted against this. And I'm sure they have their reasons, right? It could, in the long run, dip into your portions, your revenue shares, things like that, right? When you increase the number of teams and the number of pieces of the pie that you need to cut and the money being brought in contractually with ESPN is less than you are making already, you're going to have to take a hit, which is where... You know, I, I see where their reluctance comes from and them not wanting to dive into it. But $30 million incentivized in terms of success initiatives might be enough to do that and, and satisfy, you know, the, the hunger of these teams and the bigger bellies to feed, uh, bigger mouths to feed, I guess, is the is the correct word there. Right. You, you can catch team or you can catch fish with, with worms. You can catch fish with minnows. You can catch big fish with the head of a huge tuna, right? You can catch big fish by putting big fish on the line. And you need some big fish and some big money to maintain the few big fish that you have in terms of college football right now. And $30 million in incentives every year for the next few years as Cal and Stanford ease their way in. Uh, could offer what you need to flip one of those four voters and make this happen if you want it to happen. And this is not an episode where I'm saying I want it or don't want it to happen. I'm just laying things out uh, to see things. Let's take one more quick break. Uh, and then I will think through and talk about, you know, my my big issue with this. And it has to do with the longevity of this as a solution. Uh, but before that, let's take a little break uh, and let's talk a little bit about BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. It could be you dealing with decisions around a career, a relationship, or anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easiest or the easier it gets. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Owen Valentine here on your Thursday episode of Locked on Syracuse talking about the ACC and the possible expansion. Now, where we left off, right, $30 million in incentives and performance-based things to keep the upper echelon of the conference pleased, satisfied, uh, fed at this point in time monetarily. You've got a few years where that surplus, courtesy of some lesser um, takes, I guess, from Cal and Stanford and SMU for the next seven years, you're going to have some surplus that can be allotted to some of these football teams that could get them closer to the likes of the SEC, that can get them closer to the likes of the Big Ten. $30 million isn't getting the four teams or the three teams or however many teams that want out and can make their way possibly into the SEC or the Big Ten via expansion, via realignment. $30 million isn't necessarily enough to get all of them up to the threshold, but it's enough to make wanting to pay the buyout to get out of the conference in the ACC uh, a little bit more difficult, I guess, if you look right now and you think, all right, what can they do? What do they want to do? Uh, and, and what you don't want to pay the buyout, right? You don't want to be on the hook for what is it, 120 mil? I want to say I'm throwing that number out. I'm not positive that that's actually the answer. I forget where it is. Um, but that's a lot of money, right? To exit this and to exit the ACC. And so by offsetting the gap, you can hold on to them a little bit. But here's the issue, right? $30 million you have for a couple of years. I don't see it as a long-term solution. I see it as a quick fix, right? It's in the words of, I don't know, it's it's like you're putting, uh, I don't know, you got a Band-Aid on a, on a hole in the wall, right? A piece of duct tape on something. It's going to work for a little bit. It's going to buy you some time. Is it the long-term pretty solution that you're looking for? No. All right. You got to find something more. This buys you time. Uh, it's like in the sandlot when they when they buy the ball at the little convenience store, they sign it and they put it back on the display. It's to trick his mom into thinking things are all right. For now, you got to trick the upper echelon of the ACC or at least put things into a spot where they're okay with what is actively happening, right? Bump the revenue enough that it would be more of an inconvenience and a hindrance to leave than it would be to stay, right? If you join the Big Ten, say, or the SEC, uh, if you're, you know, say it's a $100 million buyout, 120 mil, um, and you join the Big Ten, it's $20 million a year. It's six year, and you're back to break even, right? If you're taking all that money and putting it in there. If you're in the SEC at a $10 million boom, bump, 12 years, right? And you're, you're back. If you bump this revenue up and you're talking about the difference in what you would make as why you'd want to get out, that in competition, obviously, things like that. There are other factors that play into it, 1,000%. But if you can bump this up and say, maybe your upper echelon teams are getting five, six, seven million dollars a year, courtesy of incentives, courtesy of performance-based breakdowns, of this $30 million purse at this point in time, 
And now it's only a four or three or $4 million difference getting to the SEC. And now it's a 30 year investment to break back you or if you're the big 10, you know, what is that? Uh, 14 mil. It's going to be, you know, 10 year. Eh, okay. Right. The big 10 has a lot to work with because of um, the, the difference, honestly, and they're in their football money at this point in time and some great brand deals or, you know, TV deals there. Where do things fall? What do I want to see? I, I want to see things and decisions made with the minds of the student athletes at hand. I get that that doesn't always happen. I understand that this is a money-based thing that has to happen. And football is what funds athletic departments as a whole, right? We know that. Your proceeds from football and your other rev sports, a little bit of basketball, that's what funds your athletics. That's what allows you to take a non-rev sport. I look at Syracuse men's soccer, right? They won the national championship last season. They operate at a significant loss. Right? Their games are free to attend. All right. They have how many players on full scholarship at what does Syracuse cost to attend now? $80,000 a year for a true freshman, including room and board. All right. You are offsetting those dollars with football deals and football play. So I get that these have to be monetary decisions. However, you know, it's, it's a one step forward, two steps back. We, we let NIL happen with no oversight. We just say run free. We let the transfer portal happen, which is utter chaos. 1,800 players in the college basketball transfer portal this season. 1,800 players in the college basketball transfer portal. That's absurd. Unbelievable number. I can't believe it. Every time I look at that number, it shocks me. 300 and what teams in the uh, in college basketball? Three, four players a team, if not more. And now here we go again, right? We're letting the players get some rights, letting the players do some things. You know, you don't have to sit out a transfer year. You make money off your name, image, likeness. But here we are once again saying, you know, how many teams, how many players are really reaping the benefits of NIL? Handful of teams? How many are really making enough to make a difference in terms of long term? For the rest of college athletics, right? How many non football, basketball players are making huge NIL dollars? Some lacrosse, maybe. You got a few per sport on big teams. You're really, really big names. This impacts them. If you are, I don't know, let's say somebody on the Stanford rowing team, you're not really making NIL dollars. You're on the rowing team, you're getting a great education, things like that. Now, once a week, once every other week, you have to get on a flight to the East Coast. You got to get on a flight uh, across the country, 3,000 miles to row in a you know regatta against whoever. This is a huge impact, and we're making decisions that positively impact pockets, positively impact schools as a whole, athletic departments, but it doesn't necessarily positively impact players, student athletes, and that is where this disconnect has frustrated many, many, many players.
I think at this point in time, I lean to the conclusion that at least some of the trio of Cal, Stanford, and SMU will make their way into the ACC. I think they see that as the way to keep your four or three teams that are really, really threats to leave and depart at bay for a little bit longer. Do you still need a longer-term solution? Yes. But for right now, that offers a solution. And that's where we leave it today. Let me know your thoughts. Right? Do you want Cal, Stanford, and SMU in? What are your thoughts on the impacts on the student-athletes? All of this. Join the conversation. If you're watching on YouTube, you can do it right in the comments. If you are looking for it on Twitter, at LO underscore Syracuse over there, uh, point some things out to me. DM me over there. Do what you need to do to get in contact. Uh, let me know your thoughts on this. It's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of details. Uh, I tried to bring in the most accurate details. However, I'm not in these conversations. Maybe I messed up a few numbers. I apologize if that's the case. Please correct me if I messed a number up uh, and you know the correct one on that. Helps me out uh, in the comments. Makes things look a little bit easier on my part. That'll do it for today. I appreciate the listen. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking Syracuse focus once again, unless something huge happens uh, with the realignment conversation. Uh, but this is where we leave at this point in time. I'm Owen Valentine saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, turn notifications on, leave a comment, leave feedback, uh, join the conversation whenever you can. It helps me, goes a long way, uh, and it helps to bring new ideas for shows, content, and all of that. That'll do it. I'll see you tomorrow. Be kind. Make somebody smile today. Uh, and have a good day. Enjoy it. Be positive. Peace.